welcome back to the Yannick on Chelsea podcast. Apologies a day late, but you know, stuff happened and I was busy. But here we are, another episode of the podcast. Manchester United won all with Chelsea. You know what? I'm happy with it. I express all my opinions with today's guest, Louis Benevente from 100% Chelsea. Um, Yeah, I'm doing some stuff with Louis now and the channel, which we talk about in the podcast. So let's get into it, guys. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Anacon Chelsea podcast. Once again, I'm very pleased to be joined by 100% Chelsea's Louis Benevente. Hey, man, how you doing, Louis? You good? I'm good, bro. How are you? Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you again, Louis, man. It's um, it's a sort of a end game part of the season. and um, Was that a pun on purpose? Oh, no, I just wanted to throw an event. It was, it, I was thinking about that. I was, I was just thinking it's going to be like either Avengers or uh, Game of Thrones. And listener, Louis never watched Game of Thrones. He's just dropped that bomb on me. So I don't like know. Dungeons and Dragons. Literally, the, paper, the way people tried to sell it to me was there's boobies in it. And I'm like, okay, I can get that whenever I want. So what's the what's the other celebration? Oh, here? mate, it's the writing. Anyway, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, at Louis Benavente to tell him why you should watch uh, Game of Thrones. Um, mate, very pleased to have you on. Um, we'll plug 100% at the end. And also an exciting project that I'm doing with you guys That um, that uh, that's good. So let's get into this uh, week's podcast, mate. Uh, by the way, sorry to the listener that we're one day late, but, you know, life in it. <laughs> um Okay, let's talk about the United game, Louis. Your initial thoughts of... Um, I mean, I, I actually... Um, actually, I, I, I'll talk about it at the end, but I, I'm, do, I'm doing some um, some work with 100% Chelsea doing an analytical stuff on my YouTube channel, and, and I, I had to look forward into this um, game with United and called a lot of it of how it would go, but and how you, you were at the game, Louis. What's your experience of it how, how do you feel do you feel like it was a good result talk me through it mate I, I mean, I'm in the middle I think a lot of people were saying that as well you know a lot of people felt there was a game of two sides positive mm. because you know we should have I say that touch wood should have secured that place in top four so that means Champions League football is almost guaranteed to so say we're 90% there oh fucking hell man we could, I know. we could lose both of those games oh, I, know, I know I know I know I know, yeah. I know. that's why I said almost because mm. I know this is going on the internet and I'm not an idiot <laughs> uh, yeah uh, but it's because it's, it's only secured after 38 games that's that's all you can say um, yeah but yeah um, we've got some of that uh, we've got the uh, I think David De Gea kind of gave us the point to be honest mm. Um I'm disappointed Sorry, didn't go for the game because I felt that if we'd gone, just gone for that and gone for the jugular, mm. which, you know, we were there for the taking as well as Manchester United to, to put it on, on Well, in certainly, after the go- certainly after the equaliser from um, Alonso, which we can talk about in a bit, that was when they were there for the taking. Yeah, 100%. And, you, you know, that entire second half, we just dictated it all. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't go right. You get here, you've got that four-point gap, which means we could afford to lose one of the games. Yeah. Whereas now we kind of have to sit there and we can draw and win one and we'll be okay. Mm. Realistically, you want to be winning both those games now and that puts the pressure on us. And this, this season has dictated we're not exactly, well, 99% of the time, we're not exactly amazing when the pressure is put on us no. uh, to seize those opportunities. You know what, man? Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you've just said. But 
just in like a sort of sideline observation of how the mighty have fallen, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ma- Manchester United and Chelsea, two most successful teams in the Premier League era. And um, just, you know, both pretty janky, man. Certainly, United, I mean, United look like they're in worse shape. Than, I mean, obviously, the table would dictate they're in worse shape than us. But they, like, moving forwards, no Champions League. They've just given Solskjaer that fucking contract. And as as much of a nice boy he is... I, you know, he, he does have that sort of nice, nice boy, but he, do, but he does have, I know it's like the baby faced assassin and stuff, but he is just seems, seems like a nice boy that says all the right things about the glory years, but chatting about the fucking glory is ain't going to work too much longer, mate. And, mm. um, you know, I, I feel like they're in way worse shape than Chelsea, actually. I still think like we've got the, you know, low knee kids that are, a lot of them are pretty decent that we could bring in, like, you mm. know, United... I don't know. I feel like United have to definitely have to buy a lot of players, and um, and they don't have Champions League football to attract said players. But anyway, going back to the game, mate. Um, I think United did start very well in that first sort of thirty minutes of the first half. Would you agree there? I, yeah, I I thought it, it looked like another battering was on the card. Yeah, we well, like yourself. <laughs> I was sat there going, "Fucking hell, we've come all this way again, and we're going to have to see us lose and get absolutely routed in Manchester again." Mm. Maybe not six, but I was expecting a minimum of three. The way that the Man United were playing, but it seemed mm. like as soon as they scored off that first goal, they were like, "Right, that's it. Our job's done for the day. Right, let's just keep in our shell, our shape, and then they won't score, so it'll be all right." But yeah. then we went and scored, and the game became very open. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like Man United looked better than us for the first thirty minutes. After that, though, you know, we, we seem to go into another gear. Um, I remember because you texted me at half time talking about Kovacic, mm. and I, when you, I, I thought he had a decent game. I didn't think it was all that. Then I looked at the stats, and when he's not being pushed to, to do all these offensive duties, and he can literally just pass the ball and keep his shape. He seems like a much better player. But the is, issue yeah. is we yeah. already have two players that do yeah. that in that team. So I think for me it was kind of a case of I think that Loftus-Cheek would have been better to start that game offer a bit of, bit, a bit of prowess uh, offensively. Mm. But the biggest issue I saw when he came on, I know it was only a very brief spell, he looked completely out of his depth in my opinion. He looked pony, didn't he? So on, on that, Louis, um, I, maybe there was like an injury thing or he wants to save him for Europa. Because Europa's big now. Europa... When you say I'll oh, play, he's playing in the Europa game. It, it cut the, the context of that shifted now because it's a semi-final. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. oh, he's playing midweek in Europa. It's like Frankfurt. Uh, I've been really good this season in a lot of games. Certainly in the Europa League, they've probably been tested more than us, and you know they've been good in the league. So it's not you know they they they're no sort of mugs. You know they're maybe maybe he's saving him for that I, I don't know whatever you're, you're go on Matt I can hear you want to say something I get I get why are you saying that but for me it'd be kind of a case of the Premier League finishing fourth earns you more money than winning the Europa League if Chelsea don't have a transfer ban and Chelsea are self-sustaining as they want to be mm. then surely you'd want more finances to be able to go out and sign the players and do what you need to do mm. if we'd won that game I wouldn't be too bothered about Europa League I'm really yeah, not but- I think you know, there's it, it, more to it than yeah, that. It's more, it's more than money, though, Louis, isn't it? It's like though keeping the players happy to get so like Ruben Loftus Cheek lifting the Europa League trophy. At, you know, he's 24 now, 23, however old he is. You know, he wants to win a senior piece of silverware. That will mean a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's coefficient, isn't it? As well, like UEFA. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff that comes with it, uh, rather than just the finances. But um, 
just quickly, what we um, we'll talk about the equaliser, and we can touch on my. You know what? Actually, I want to talk about Kovacic more than more than Alonso. So let's just get Alonso out of the way. <laughs> I did a tweet earlier saying. Yeah, go on. I did a tweet. I think you and me chatted about this maybe before on the pod. Certainly, a few guests. How you know Alonso mm-hmm. can he can score a header. He can score a wicked left foot volley. He can score a stinging shot. He can score direct free kicks. And apparently, he's a wicked poacher. And he he's basically the striker we need <laughs> playing a left back, who's actually a really naff conventional left back. Um, he the way he followed that ball up of the De Gea sp- spilling it and did a really good finish actually that was gets like overlooked, but he um he you know he, he tucks that away really well um and you know who else no one else was chasing that up none of our forwards Higuain had a fucking awful game yeah um you know it just I- makes you think like we need someone to play like that but one of our forwards to play like that do you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. That's that's the biggest thing. When he was up there, I was like, yeah, he scored. We got the goal. Then half-time came. I was going, why was Alonso up there in the first place? Anyway, yeah, it's going yeah. in my head because I was thinking he did have a superb game. I thought he was fantastic against United. But I think that's also because he was up against Ashley Young. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. So it's kind of a case of when it comes to pace and having to deal with players and other positions, I don't think he was terrible. Jorginho had to fill in a couple of times at left-back, which... Which did make me slightly worried. But, well, it's a uh, testament to him gallivanting on, isn't it? It's just what he does, yeah. Alonso. So, yeah, but at the same time, that's an issue because he doesn't have the pace to keep up. Oh, with of it course, well. it's a huge issue. Like you know, he's, he's a fucking left back. He needs to be a left back. You know, he needs to be defensive. He needs to go up and down. He needs to not get beaten. He needs to work systemically for the system with the team and interplay. And he fails at all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, yeah, he, bangs exactly. a, he bangs a few goals that's why I laugh like because he does it so well you just feel like just play him up front or like you know I don't know what, I know obviously that's a silly like suggestion but it just makes me laugh how I mean right now it really well I would I would seriously consider it given our current mate Higuain offside <laughs> five t- Higuain and Lukaku in that game were having offside wars weren't they yeah, and then Morata would come off the bench and make them have a, both have a run for their money. Yeah. Like, Fucking Morata, man. Chelsea, we'll talk about Chelsea strikers maybe in part two. That's a good idea. But, um, okay, so Kovacic, you mentioned it then. I, I um, was exchanging mm. about it. I tweeted about it, his numbers. And, 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 like, he's a really good footballer, Kovacic. But mm. to suit that left centre mid slot in either a 4 3 3 or Sari's particular 4 3 3. There's no offensive output whatsoever. But if you look at how he carries the ball, he's not a wuss. He's actually quite Mm. strong in the ball. And he was getting stuck in, which was nice, because we've been pretty wet all season. I know he nearly got himself sent off by just constantly leaving one in, but he was getting stuck in, and he was... He was um his pass percentage was really good and he had loads of he had a hundred percent success with his take ons and he got a few in you know so he was he's very good football he's silky on the ball he can pass the ball just when it comes to scoring goals he's got the fucking someone's got the pex on him so mm. therefore he's not suitable for that but would you keep him Louis if 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 he was offered for less than thirty million would you keep him because there's rumours of twenty five there's rumours of fifty. 25 million yes 50 million no I think you can't say no even if he doesn't suit us it's hard to say no for 25 million for a footballer that's that good well I think I think for me he's good but I just think he's he's been used in the wrong way Mm. I think the problem when you mentioned sort of when you talk about his defensive stats and all this stuff 
the way he was playing in terms of just retaining the ball and the playing with the strength and just basically shielding the ball and, and keeping opposition at bay, mm. that reminded me of the Kovacic that we saw at the World Cup with Brozovic, you know, with this very physical presence who would who would shield the ball and push players off and just move it in the correct direction to get mm. everything moving. Press resistant, just keep exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. That's, that, that's what I like about him. But we have that in Kante. If you play him deep instead of Jorginho, yes, that would make sense. But the problem is I don't see Sari doing that. Mm. I think he like you know what you know what I think he likes him because he's a bit of um, a like a sort of I don't, I don't want to say because he's got like Galactico qualities in terms of how he is in the ball sometimes but he's almost like uh, a mercurial utility man Kovacic and I think that could be useful because he can deputise for Jorginho he's our next best thing to play in that role and yeah. he also sorry likes to play him as one of the other three even if he's not offensively effective so just the fact how he's useful as a utility man in that sense I think the coach will like him would you agree with well, that? Yeah but what my, my logic is would you I would would you start him with that and pay that, pay that 25 million or would you pay that twenty? Or would you, or would you pay that twenty-five million and have him as a player that could come on and be part of the squad? Or would you reinvest that twenty-five million as an extra twenty-five million to get a far better player? Mm. This this is this is where I, that's where I'm looking. Yeah, at well, I, I could answer you a fe- answer that question with a theoretical positive answer. You'd you'd buy him for twenty-five million to be the utility mm-hmm. man. You know, you, you'd buy him to to. Just because he's useful, like you know, like when Eric when Eric Dyer was actually good for Tottenham and useful when he was playing either as a holding midfielder or a third centre back in the middle as a sweeper when Spurs were doing really well like a season ago, he'd be like yeah. more of a slightly forward, more useful version of that. So you know, you can have your Mason Mounts have an extra season in the Premier League. Um, you know, you could um, whatever Rubens fit, keep Barkley, but it, you can still if we're in more competitions. If he's happy to be rotated and play two different positions, then that's just so useful in itself because you're not going to drop someone like um, Ruben Loftus Cheek down to where Jorginho sits, and neither would he want to. Do you know what I mean? So just how yeah, use- no, just how useful he is. Um, mm. All right, mate. So this this uh, the United game. Do you feel? I mean, okay. Let's we'll talk about maybe in this part two how the squad if how the squad and coaching <laughs> could look like next season. And we can touch on Petr Cech as well and the rumours of that. I think that'll be a good talking yes. point. Um, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, so am I. Put a pin in it, though. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so with with this game, do you feel like we should have won it in, after the, watching that second half? Like, <laughs> that, that Higuain, man, it's a sh- shadow of his former self, I think. I think, well, the Higuain thing, from where I was sat, it looked like a very split-second decision. So... I mean, he took the opportunity to take the opportunity, and I thought that was the correct thing. When yeah, I see the yeah. pictures back of him trying to, he's saying, "Oh, people are going, he could have cut it back to Hazard, he could have this, could have done that." Mm. In reality, let's be honest, he's not exactly the quickest, and even and he's a striker person, hungry. He's a striker hungry for goals. Exactly, you and you know that's yeah. all we wanted from. Him. Yeah. Um, look, it's all shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, I think yes, we could have won the game, mm. but at the same time, that goes for so many results this season where we just haven't been clinical enough. Mm. Um, you know, we could be in a much, much more satisfactory position if we take an opportunities in other games, but we haven't done that, so we're in the position we're in now. Yeah. And that position is we probably will. We have to beat Watford, and we have to beat Leicester just to make sure everything is you know ship shape. There's no fuck ups whatsoever. Excuse my French. Mm. Uh, nothing coming up on the horizon. It you know that. This is the position we're in. 
Man United are going to say they could have won it just as much as we say and we could have won it. It was one of those games where oh, it was basically know. a battle of... Uh, yeah. Well... I know I mean, it, was, it was a battle of the turds, but that's that second half, We did, certainly the seven minutes injury time... Um, Oh, I don't know. It's just oh, injury time. We were all over. Yeah, that 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 seven, that that Higuain. If it, he tried to be too clever, like I'm gonna win this in the final few seconds with a little chip over, and you know, a, a keeper who's obviously fucked for confidence. Who actually, it was a good, it was a bit of a flitty save. It was a good save off De Gea in terms of positioning his body. Um, yeah. You know, Higuain smacks, puts his boot through that, puts his laces through, he scores. Um, I don't know, man. Like it. it it, it was a really sort of... Di- it's a difficult one to dissect that game because I walked away with it kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm ha- you know, all, all things considered, I'm happy with a point. Um, cause, I'd have bitten your hand off for a point before yeah. the game started. So, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was happy with it. Um, I, th- I think, it, obviously, it's in our hands now. Mm. That's I think that's that's where I think a lot of Chelsea fans found satisfaction in that in terms of, you know, we are in the driving seat for this. This is our top four to go for now to lose um, yeah and that's what it has to be mm. I, can, I can hear how uncomfortable you are in, in, in me saying that so I'm kind of <gasps> saying, no, that's uh, it, I'm holding my breath. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to. You know, it's fucking Chelsea, isn't it? So you just don't know. But also in that game, Louis, awful, awful officiating. Worth saying. I swear, like, I despair with the Premier League referees at the moment. Um, you know, God, Hazard was like absolutely um, taken out by Herrera outside the box. Um, should have been booked. Obviously, Rocker should have been sent off. Absolutely. Um, just some na- nasty, nasty challenges. Um, and of- it's good to see Kante's back. Hopefully Ruben's fitness is back. We know about the the tragic injury of uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, but it looks like Rudiger's season is cooked now. H- how do you mm. think that affects us for the rest of the season, mate? I, I, I mean, me, me and Jordan, funnily enough, having a conversation about this about an hour and a half ago before we started recording this. Mm. We were saying, look, Christensen, he, he's not the best. He's a bit short for confidence, but he's a great young talent and it'll be really interesting to see how he can develop over the next five games. Mm, very it's technical. only five games. Mm. Yeah, it's only five games, but, you know, five games can be enough to sort of see how things grow and how a player can bring come back out of their shells. That's definitely enough time. And, uh, you know, I feel that him and Louise as a partnership could be something that sees up for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, I'm relatively comfortable with it. But yeah. at the same time, I'm kind of sat there thinking it would be nice just to have a bit of experience and a bit of steel at the back Grit, there. yeah, yeah, exactly um, that. A bit of grit, like... A bit of Gary Cahill. Yeah, because out, out of that, you have passionate Louise, but, you know, passionate Louise turns into calamity Louise quite quickly. It's interesting mm-hmm. that you say Cahill, because that's what we'd need, like... Just to see us out against a team like Watford, uh, but saying that Cahill is a very Cahill would have been perfect for like the Burnley game. You know, yeah. I feel like we wouldn't have conceded both of those guys. Sounds, <laughs> you know, he's been frozen out Cahill, but I don't want him to be a starter in this system just because of the it's a passing football system, and sadly for Cahill, that won't really suit him. But in terms of being a, a, a Premier League canny box defender. He would have been perfect for that Burnley game. And I think we'd have taken all three points if we had him. Um, but, you know, even though Sari's... The, you know what? My biggest criticism of Sari, and it's not a criticism... It's a criticism of zonal marking in general. I think it's absolutely pony for the Premier League. And, you know, you don't play zonal marking against a set-piece team like Burnley and they just absolutely 
took advantage of that. I had uh, Ollie Harbord on last last episode, and we discussed this, so I won't I won't bore the listener with the same content. But you know, if if Cahill's allowed to do man man to man marking against Burnley, we don't concede those goals. Is what my point is. But I take your point of a bit of experience seeing out the season. Like I, I'd be actually quite because Christensen is a good passing midfielder. We could have someone like. You know, like, Louise has been making me nervous recently. I mean, uh, Cahill and Christensen, who at the very beginning of the season were the B-team centre-back pairing for Group Stage Europa and a couple of cup games, I'd quite happily have them two to see out the season because you've got the experience of Cahill calming, just defends their pieces in the box, and then he can give the ball to Christensen to distribute. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. I think that's that's what... That's what I want to see. I, I, I just feel that Cahill would be someone who offers us just that that, that calmness Calm at the head, back. Yeah. It's case of he's been there and done it. And I and you know I don't. I think a lot of people haven't really kicked off about Cahill being frozen out. But I think that's because you could see that at the beginning of the season that he was just starting to lose um, that bit of steel that he had. Mm. But I feel like now it's kind of a case if he'd want to see it out on the right way. And I think that him oh, being he'd be, be chomping at it to get a few games oh, yeah. the end as well, wouldn't and, he? And he, I think he should, just because he's not getting a new contract. He's been a fantastic servant for Chelsea. Same goes for Louise. You know, mm. it's kind of a case of Gary Cahill could just be someone. Just even just have him on the bench, just have him there to calm everyone down. Well, I think I think he'll be on the bench now, mate, because of Rudy. But I mean, I I would agree with that, but I wouldn't put it past Sarri just to put Ampadu in there instead. Mm. I don't uh, it's weird with Ampadu because Sari kept bigging him up all season. He loves him, like rightly so. But is he? I think he's got an injury, Ampadu. He had one, but I'm not sure if I think it was short term. No, let me have a look now. Yeah, you have a you have a little look. Um, but um, I I'm mean, he, he's played he's played four, I think four or four different positions. He's played right back. He's played centre back. He played that sort of Jorginho Regista role, and he's played uh, more of a one of the central midfielders. So he's played four roles. I think Sari's biggest issue with Ampadu was finding the best position. But um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Matt Law watched Chelsea train, and he said Ampadu is Chelsea's best centre back. You know, so he's very highly thought of by a lot of. Um, Football writers and coaches and stuff. Mm. I think he's he's he is a fantastic talent to look for in the future. Mm. Um, Absolutely, Jim. Him, you know, if in the future we've yeah. got him and if he's partnering Christensen in the future, you know, with Ruben Loftus Cheek on front of the midfield, um, and then you know, Callum Hudson Adoy. We've got. I know Ampadu's not academy, but we could have. You know, if Tammy Abraham comes in. We'll talk about strikers in part two. We could. Um, have four uh, four academy starters, or yeah, is it four? Yeah, hold on, Christensen, Ruben, Callum, and Tammy. Yeah, four academy starters, and then like a a, a teenager youth in Ampadu or something. You I know? mean, Ampadu, Ampadu technically uh, we bought him from Exeter's academy. He was he's he he came to our academy as oh, well. So technically, he yeah, uh, technically, but he's not really an academy product, is he? Yeah, but you could you know when, when you're trying to wind up United fans a year's time, that narrative will change. <laughs> He's I mean, you, know, boy. you already know me too well. You already know that there's an opportunity to piss someone off. I will be doing it. it um, but it's, it's it's nuts. I mean, there doesn't seem to be an injury at the minute. I'm not seeing anything here. Mm. Uh, I've looked on. <clears throat> excuse me. I've looked on transfer marks. I've looked on uh, other places. Um, they're saying that he's suffering from growing pains, allegedly. Mm. This is what Ryan Giggs said, but that was a month ago. Um, but he's 18. I mean, 
I don't really know lads who had growing pains at 18. Might just be me. Um, <laughs> geez, I can't believe he's 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 a millennium child. That makes me yeah. feel so old. It's oh, horrible. You, you talk to me and then some of the listeners as well. They won't, they won't want to hear you say that. Um... <laughs> I'm going great, Yannick. I, I literally looked in the mirror yesterday and I have like... Look, I'm, the, I'm going silver for... Oh, mate, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that, Louis, mate. Apparent. Yeah, it just shows... I'm 21. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's, 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 silver's the cool, it's, it's the new in colour anyway, mate. Everyone's dying yeah. the hair. Look at Aguero, mate. I mean, you're like the, you're like the Ita- Louis Benevente, the Italian Aguero. To be fair, was a decent centre forward back in the day, but uh, you know, knee injuries and everything. I could have made it pro. Oh it's yeah, it's 21 year old saying back in the day. Um, <laughs> right. Um, okay, mate. So yeah, um, to be honest, like looking at, I mean, that's, that's a bummer about Rudy. The happy to take a point. There's a lot of shit from United. Shit officiating. Uh, thank you, Marcus Alonso. Thank you, David De Gea. Um, I think we all saw the real Spanish number one in that game. Am I right, Louis? A hundred percent. Yeah. Let's just quick, just just quickly, right, to end this to end this part, mate. Um, Balaga, Apart from Keppergate, which um was just absolutely, you know, beyond Shamble. me. Yeah. I'm very. I did no idea what to expect from him because I know he's a Bill Bauer keeper, so. Obviously, he was highly regarded in Europe. I'm. If you look at his numbers, you know I'm the stats nerd. Like, I'm very, very pleased with him. I'm pleased with uh, his attitude. He really wants to play for Chelsea. He's mm. just he's fired up every time. He celebrates goals. He celebrates saves. He's focused. He started. You know, he's not more more so than Courtois. He shouts his defenders, and he doesn't really speak English. I mean, three of our four back line often speak Spanish. Um, uh, well, certainly when Alonso was playing, you know, it was Alonso as P. Luis will speak Spanish, so a lot of the time he was he could do that. But he's he, he's fiery, he's commanding, he's young, you know. He, but he looks the part. Give me yeah. your thoughts on the keeper, man, or the keeper. Listen, Big Keith or Rodney, as some people like to call him. I, I think he's really solid. Um, You've not had a lot, other than the likes of Capagate, No one's really spoken about him, mm. um, which is a good thing because yep. obviously with the price tag he had. People, if you're going to speak about him, it's never going to be positive. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be that 70 million was a bargain. It'll always be picking it apart. Yeah, 100%. and to be honest, he's he's done really well there. He's still a bit flappy when he comes to claim corners uh, or claim balls in the box. So I mean, that's that's one thing. But for the vast majority of his game and the vast majority uh, of the season, he's been superb. He's been mm. very solid, and you know, a nine-year contract. He's only going to develop. Seven, he's still, I think, yeah. Said, yeah, he's he's uh, it's it's nine years, I think. I think it's seven. Is it? Yeah. You sure? I'm like 90%. Dan, Louis Googling. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm Googling. I am Googling. The, uh, uh, the listener I'm right sure. now, the listener right now who knows what it right. is, is looking forward to this epic <laughs> conclusion of this. Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, One nil. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, mate, yeah. But, um, he's a... Uh, Oh, yeah, I'll let that one flow. He's um, <laughs> he's he's a uh, he's agile. He's 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 got very good reflexes. He's made some excellent saves. But he's a, he's he's cool as ice on the ball. He can pass. You know, he's the, he's not gonna get flustered by pressing or pass out well. I think he, you know, and that's something that you can't say for like uh, Allison, for example. As Allison's had a really good season, but you can, you know, you can get inside his head by running at him. Kepa seems really ice cold. I think he's gonna get better and better. 
as he gets more of a settled back line in front of him like Liverpool or City do, I think he'll just get better, man. So I'm, I'm, you made a really salient point in the only thing, if people are talking mm. about him after that world record price tag, um, it, it will be like critiquing him. But the fact how he's completely flown under the radar, it's happy days really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And look, uh, long may it continue. Brilliant. All right, mate. Uh, so... For the six years that remain the contract. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's, uh, that's it for part one, ladies and gents. We'll catch you back at part two. Half-time show. Hey, guys, just a quick message from Jan. Um, thank you for all your support and your continued support by listening to the podcast. If you want to help me out a little bit more, why don't you go and subscribe to my new YouTube channel, Yan the Statman. Check it out on YouTube, football analysis and statistics, and just hit that subscribe button and apparently the bell notification button. More of me, good fun, hope you enjoy it. Back to the podcast. Welcome back to the Anakin Chelsea podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I've just been uh, counselling uh, a crying Louis through him realising he's wrong and has to bow down to my superior goalkeeping knowledge, Louis. I mean, that's fine. Listen, I, I'm, I am, I, if I'm wrong, I don't mind being proved that I'm wrong. Yeah. It's, you're, you're one of the very few people that can do so. Oh, so, man. Uh, uh, listen, don't, don't, don't worry. Take pride in that. So there you go. We've got, a hum- we've got a humble guest and a, uh, a proven host, all in that. Um, all right, mate. So, so you know, you're going to give me extra for that one. Yeah, no, man. Yeah. No, it's all okay, in the mail, yeah. mate. It's all yeah, in the cool. mail. Cool. Um, Cool. So let's uh, let's touch on the Watford game. Um, uh, so two games left, mate. Watford at home. I'm going to this game. Um, uh, are you doing? How, what time do you get to the bridge? The listener can can hear this uh, general chat. Do you, do you want to have a beer before? Do you have a, or do you like busy working? I, I'm normally busy working, but if you, if you want to meet earlier and have a pint, I am more than happy to, Yannick. I, I wouldn't mind that. There you go. There's some legitimate chat on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, um, let's have a bev. Mine's, mine's a dark fruit. That's what I go for. All right. That's, that sounds as fruity as you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, shocking. That is shocking. All right. All right. Anyway, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put a pin in that. So Watford at home uh, on Sunday. Yep. Um, three o'clock, is it? Is it three o'clock? So it's like a witness is I mean it did, someone said that but that obviously isn't a Sunday kickoff time so I think I thought we were I, uh, hold on <laughs> um I th- it might be three o'clock yeah. I thought it was a late kickoff I thought it was like one of those really oh no it's two it's two o'clock it's two o'clock it's two it's two o'clock it's two o'clock someone someone just fucked on my head so anyway two o'clock at the bridge on Sunday I mean both games are really hard um at the end of the pod you can find out extra information why Watford will be a difficult game but. Both difficult games. Obviously, Leicester soaring form under Brendy Rodgers. Um, looking very, very good. Looking like a better side than Chelsea recently, I have to say, in terms of how they play in the ruthlessness. Um, but Watford, we're talking about Watford. So, good players, creative players. Deeney's no longer banned. He'll be back when he'll be, you know frothing to stick his middle fingers up at Chelsea again like he did before when he scored um, and they've got a very mm-hmm. strong midfield and Dekure and Kapu so it's going to be a very difficult game the only thing is that maybe Watford's head is in the cup um, they'll but I think they'll try and play football they're not a passive team which might suit Chelsea better what do you reckon Louis? Mm. do you feel the same I, look, I think it's going to be very I, I feel the same. I think, I, I mean, me and my dad had this conversation where 
even though it's two games in two weeks, I think, uh, two or well, two weeks away from the FA Cup final, mm. we were thinking, are they going to rest some key players to try and have them ready and focused for that game? Um, or are they going to keep trying to push for seventh? Mm. Uh, I think, like we said, you've already mentioned that midfield. I think that's going to be a very interesting battle, especially with Capu mm. and Decore. Um, Decore is someone who, you know, we were talking about, would, you like, would I reinvest that money from oh, Coventry man. elsewhere? I'd love to have Decore at Dude, Chelsea. The, that, that preview, I, I, I do a lot on Decore. He's an absolute beast. I, I feel like the the only way, if is on the ball, we're in trouble. But we can if we pass quickly, well, I think we can get around their midfield. But we really have to be very quick. Um, mm. So, I mean, Kapu out of the two is the more interceptive player. But uh, we can still get around them quickly. And if they try and play, that could work for Chelsea. And the thing is with Watford, they don't have a very good defensive record this season. So the fact we're at mm. home and they, they've got a good... Although they're fighting for seventh, they've got minus one goal difference. Which is shocking. Oh, okay. That's shocking, isn't it, really? Considering for us being in and around that area. Um, so we can... you know, Chelsea have to score. We have to get our like scoring boots back. You know, whether it be... Pedro will. I mean, Hazard will start. Let's be honest. Iguain will probably start because Giroud will probably continue his um, Europa League march. Um, would you rather have Pedro or Willian start in this game, Louis? Pedro, hundred and ten percent. I think. Look, I just want to get the ball in terms of top four. Get the ball over the line. Mm. Uh, ironic that um, you know, can no goal line technology will be needed. Hopefully, mm. uh, I, I just, Pedro. I think is just. If you had a comparison between him and Willian about who can be the best better player for Chelsea right now, no doubt both of them have been fantastic. Uh, both of them are now on decline. Mm. Pedro, yes, his his head uh, may be moving faster than his body now. Mm. But the biggest thing is when he does get that ball, he can hit him from distance. He fits the ball, uh, the play better in terms of being able to move it better than Willian. He's so much more decisive in the final third. Mm. Uh, he doesn't dribble down alleys like Willian. Exactly, yeah. And I, I think that you know he is the kind of guy who will take games by the scruff of the neck when you need him to. Mm. And he's also, I, I like the way he kind of scampers around. He's always someone that's very, you know, pr- he presses the opposition really well. And for a prime example... Very industrious, he, yeah. Yeah. When we were at United, when you saw them going backwards, you, was, that's the type of game you sat there going, you just want someone to press them into their own half and keep pressing to make them hoof the ball long so you can try and get the ball back. Yeah. And it's, I think he's the type of player who would be so good for that, especially going up against Holobas as well, who is very rash and reckless when it comes to challenges. Mm. You know, you want someone who's going to put the pressure on him there and potentially make it at a, a, an expose a weak point for, uh, for Watford. Mm, yeah, good points there, man. The thing is, Pedro just is more of a goal threat, and we need goals. Like, if you look at, I think we bought Pedro two years after Willian, and he's already mm. scored about the same amount of goals for us as Willian has. You know, and that's two years as with a lot of games. Do you know what I mean? So he, yeah, he he scores a lot of goals. Um, and uh, even if his, you know, he may well be gone in the summer. You know, that we might try. He signed a one-year extension. I think just. So if we do want to flog him, you say like you know maybe fancy chart. If you know, let's just talk about if we can buy buy players, we'd sell players in the summer. You know, do you yeah. fancy uh, do you fancy China, mate? You know, we'll probably we'll, even though you've got a year on your contract, we'll probably get like um twenty twenty mil for you, mate. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I mean, I, I could see him going back to Spain. To be honest, maybe not like a top level team, but I could see him going to like a, a Sevilla. So yeah, good or call, or Valencia there. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah Sevilla, something like Sevilla, probably. Yeah, or bloody Hetafe, they're doing bits they, now. They shock it. They shocked everyone. That mm. I think. I mean, they're, they're they're fourth, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. so. I mean, do does that mean they're going to get Champions. Europa League or Champions uh, League? I know. 
Bundesliga's four places. Um, I think Italy, no. Italy's still four. four. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, because think about this. I think so, yeah, because in the, in the Champions League this season, it was Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, and Sevilla. Because Sevilla in the Champions League, they... Um, were they? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's that Italian teams. You had Juventus, Inter... Roma and Napoli. and Napoli. Napoli. Yeah, so yeah, 4-4-4. Well, there you go. Hetafe in the chat. Yeah, I mean... Jesus. Yeah, that's mental, isn't it? Um, Real Madrid is shit now as well. They lost again. Mm. They lost a 20th place. I know, that's nuts. And Courtois and goal. <laughs> oh, I love oh. it. I love how he's been he brought back into the team and that happens. It's never, it's never going to get old, is it? <laughs> no, no. He's going, so can we have what Kepa gets injured or something for a long time so we can't use him? And he goes... So, uh, lads, you know, you've got space in the squad. Don't you yeah. to turn around? Yeah, no, you're right, mate. Yeah. We're good. We'll put Big Willie in goal. Yeah, so, man, again, when I see Real Madrid doing this, I just want to say the hazard, like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Um, anyway, uh, let's, uh, it's Watford. We could, I mean, I'll tell the listeners how to get a real, proper, decent, analytical preview at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> but um, I want—I mean, I do want to talk to you about the rest of the season and moving forward. So let's just—just just to round up this game, give me a score prediction, dude. Oh, score prediction: I'm going to go two-one Chelsea. Mm. See, Troy Dean come back and bang one because I think he'll scare Christensen. Um, he'll yeah. just go boo. He'll run away. Yeah. Uh, and I think. Hazard or Notch, uh, and Higuain will miss an opportunity because he's tried to square it when uh, you know he had an open goal. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's low stuff going, right. and I don't know who get the other goal. Louise, who knows? Yeah, Louise, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. All right. I mean, I think we'll Chelsea win both teams to score. Defo. Um, mm. All right. So let me before we talk about the coach, let's talk about some players, mate. Um, Transfer ban isn't postponed. Um, mm-hmm. Tammy Abraham, striker. I my options next year. I would go Giroud, Tammy, Mitchy. That'd be my three. So you bring both Timmy, uh, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> you get Timmy back. You bring both Mitchy and Tammy back to yeah. like pressure each other, uh, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. And then I have Giroud there as your second slash third choice to be one to mentor him. Mm. So I think, to be honest, he, I think he's a very good figure for that type of stuff. Who would, you have, who, would you have, who would you have first choice? Tammy. Tammy's like, he's going to be like 21, 22 now and he's got 50 senior league goals or over. Over now, he's got probably a few over. Over 50 senior uh, league goals. The championship's no no mugs game. You've got to be no. tough to play there, man. I would give it to Mitchy, but that's only because in terms of the way we play, we do a fox in the box would be ideal. Yeah, he's a combination. Somebody. I mean, and Michy showed he can do like combination play under Conte, you know, with Hazard and the wingers. Like, he can do the sort of layoffs and one touch. And he's done that a little bit for Belgium as well. Yeah. Whereas, you know, uh, Tammy's very much a poacher target man, isn't he? Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think Sarah's a big target man guy. Well, no, um, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. But I think he's got, he's got the pace to get him behind us. Mm. Well, Tammy, and he's he, he's very well Drogba esque esque being the key part of that yeah. in terms of the way he can be very physical. Mm. Uh, he always gets defenders a game, and you know it was going to be really interesting to see if he comes back this season and if he can do it. Because I think a lot of people are going to question it because of what happened at Swansea. But Swansea, you know, it's a, it's a poor it's, sample it's a case size, of 
Yeah, and uh, I think if you put him in a mid-table, if you put him in a Leicester, or you mm. put him in a, in a Wolves where he was linked with, I think he'd thrive. I think he'd be great. Yeah. But that's because he's got the service. If he gets the service, who knows what he can do? Because mm. if you remember, it was the back end of 15-16 when Gus Hedding was playing him a few times. He looked dangerous. He looked good. Mm. He did notch, but that's because you know it was just, just those little fine margins. Mm. I think soon, the thing about him is he gets one, he'll get two, he'll get three, he'll get four. The thing, yeah, yeah. And, and it, he's used to scoring goals now. It's not like when we got Morata, like Morata showed like he was really skillful and he'd scored in Champions League finals and he's won Scudettos for Juventus and, you know, he'd played in high-profile games and scored, he showed his technical on the ball and scored high-profile goals. He never scored that many goals. Tammy's just used to it. He's like, yeah, I bang goals, this is what I do. So when that's yeah. in your head and that's just in your makeup, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it's been proven that there are players that come up from that to championship and, and thrived Others that haven't. Mm. I think I, I, I think Timu Puki is going to struggle in the Premier League. But yeah, he's think, top scorer, isn't he? Yeah, um, but I think I think Tammy Abraham definitely someone in and around the Chelsea squad mm. who could push her a place and definitely be a threat. Mm. And he's been training with like Galactico, weren't he? The best when Chelsea when he's in the squad two or three years ago. The players around him then, or certainly the ones that won't pass their best yet and stuff. But um, on Iguain, mm. I think every Chelsea fan feels like it's not going to work. But it's such a shame because. He's such like a high-profile striker. He was so good for um, Madrid, Napoli, obviously Napoli, but he still holds the. I think he still holds the scoring record for. Well, I don't think it's been. It's only a few years ago. But he broke the record there for scoring in Italy. He's great for Juventus as well. Um, mm. Obviously, it was a shit season at Milan, but maybe that was the turning point of his career. But um, I know he scored the teams he scored against for us were like Fulham and. I don't know if it was Huddersfield or Brian, I can't remember, but great goals. Great fucking goals. I don't oh. care, you know, like he's shown he's got it in his locker, doesn't how how sluggish he is. He's still like, oh yeah, I'm an absolute fucking marksman. Watch this, bang. Um, yeah. You know. But then again, it was against Burnley, it was against Huddersfield, and it was. Oh yeah, but I don't care. If, he, if he's in that position, I don't care who's in goal or. Do you know what I mean? If he's. A, he's those goals go in regardless. When you hit it that hard off the under, oh, yeah, underside of the crossbar. Just no oh. one's saving it. Um, so, I don't know. It's a shame. It would have been nice for him to have a successful two-year period at Chelsea. Like, oh, yeah, we had the, the final good years of Gonzalo Higuain. You know, it would have been like a nice, interesting mm. twist, but it doesn't look like it's going to yeah, happen, well, I mean, is it? Sorry said he thinks he's going to stay in it. Yeah, it worries me that. I mean, this this is, again, another example of Sari giving people who aren't a fan of him an excuse to discredit mm. his style of football. But I think, that, I, well, think, no. I think I think the club will say no. I think I think they said, look, you can have him. We're backing you here. Big show of faith. Like you can have him for six months. See if he really will do what you're saying he will do. Mm. And then when it comes to it, so look, we're not going to say we might not say if he does get sacked. Sorry, or like say you know, I reckon it will be like a an amicable split almost rather than a canning because of how things have gone. If we do get top four, but they say, look, we're going to give you another chance, mate. But you can't have Higuain. He's costing shitloads of money on wages, and he looks—he just doesn't want to. Do, you know, he can't do it. Yeah. And I well, it's, so, when it, it's when he compared him to Luis Suarez. Oh, Suarez didn't do it for the first six months. Yeah, like, I think that was Suarez not, still scoring. Yeah, Suarez was fucking six years younger, and he was still scoring. I think that was—that's been a stick to beat. Sorry, a little bit. I think he was just using that as an example of a talent, an, an instinctive talent struggling 
in the league. And I think, yeah. you know, everyone's taken the, the different nuances of that statement. And, you know, it's, it's probably, he shouldn't have said it, but I don't think, you know, he's a, he is a smart guy, sorry, whether you like him or not. And he knows the yeah, score. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm with you, man. I'd be really interested. Wouldn't it be fucking wicked if Tammy was our first team striker? And like, he was, I really like Marcus Rashford. I don't want to like cuss him, but like doing what Rashford isn't doing in terms of, you know, if if Tammy becomes the first team striker and scores like eighteen league goals in a season, that'd be wicked. Oh, I'd be mad. Yeah, they'll sit there and say, "Youth products done this. What's yours done?" Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Chelsea don't promote youth. So here's another example of what yeah. we've got. Uh, but I mean, if he if he could do that, that'd be mad. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Mm. If you would say to me, Tammy Abraham comes back to Chelsea, bangs out eighteen league goals. I'll be like, yeah, happy with that. Let's see how mm. that develops. I think it's kind of, a, I think again, it's a case if you look at him as a player, maybe look, Chelsea have gone through the experience route. Chelsea have gone for proven talents. Maybe it's time just to give someone who, who's come to the youth ranks a go. Mm. I think you look, you look at Harry Kane. He was thrown in because Soldado was injured mm. because someone else who they had at that time was injured. You know, they had no centre forwards. They threw him in, and he look what happened. Mm. Maybe it's because that's what's that's what could happen at Chelsea. It's all. If shoulds, coulds, woulds, but at the same time, God, if it happened, I'd be so happy with that. Be lovely. He's a proven talent. He's a, he's a great player, and you know, I really hope he can do what he's capable of. Well, everyone knows uh, Hudson Odoi is capable of playing at this level. I feel like he's going to stay at Chelsea and sign now as well. Um, I felt like this before. Sorry to to sort of push it on slightly, but I'm t- I agree totally with you, Tammy. And actually, before I talk about wingers and other players, um. I had Stanford Chidge on the podcast a couple of times, and the last time I had him on, we were talking about um, what happens when we sell, you know, the very, very likely situation of selling Hazard. He's like, I'd bang all the money on a striker, just all of it on a striker, he said. And said, um, you know, we just get those goals back. We need to replace those Hazard goals, and the best thing to do that is to get a really good striker. And obviously that makes a lot of sense, but I know it sounds a bit fucking football voodoo but our, our track record of strikers is so so poor and you could say mm-hmm. we could maybe t- sign the guy we're going to be playing on Thursday Luka Jovic who apparently you know looks really really good but like you say it's so risky these days that maybe we should give someone like Tammy a chance and buy players across the pitch that can score goals the next midfielder we yeah. buy you know we know can score goals the next winger we buy because you know Pedro Pulisic says replacing Pedro Willian um, Hudson Adoy either replaces Hazard or rotates with him. We still need another winger, maybe you know, get get one that can definitely score goals. Nicola Pepe, mm. if Hazard goes, you know, what a player that yeah, would be. What, what a player. So you know, replace the goals is 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 really sort of important. Um, mm. Yeah. So sorry, just quickly again on uh, on Hudson Adoy, dude. I think um, he was. Uh, you know, playing his cards very clever with the transfer request. I think he was very happy to go to Bayern, but I feel like he just didn't trust Mertag Greniskaya. There was rumours of that, how his camp, his family didn't trust her, and they looked at the track record with youth, and they're like, no, thank you, we want to go. But since he was thrown in, the Chelsea fans all singing his name, chanting his name, wanted to stay. The way, you know, I saw him score some a couple of goals at the bridge when he got his first goal and assist, the way he celebrated. I don't know if that's still his pinned tweet on Twitter, but you know, his dream for his club and all this sort of stuff. And he was, he became, he became the starter. An 18 year old has become the starting winger for Chelsea. Uh, and I think he loves that. I think he, starting for Chelsea, the club he loves and the city he loves and around his family and friends is, is the dream. And if that's a legitimate dream and he feels like he's not being tricked, then I feel like he would prefer that over Bayern. And now he's recovering 
with a, sadly with with this injury, if Chelsea sort of cradle him back to health, um, mm. I feel like he'll sign. Do you, do you agree with that? I mean, there's there's two sides to this. Go on. I, 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 I look from a positive perspective, I completely agree. Mm. They could nurture him, say, come back, you'll be great, you'll be this, you'll be that. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he, his career could develop and he could carry on and become a club great and all of that. But it is a double-edged sword in terms of he could literally go, thanks for the treatment, I'll see you later. A bit mm. like what Russ Barkley did with, uh, Everton. with Everton. Yeah, yeah I get uh, that. That or- makes sense. But if you look at Bayern as well, though, Bayern aren't the best Bayern we've seen. They've been absolutely pony in the Champions League. They're suddenly like, you know, playing chicken with Dortmund who can lose, who can drop as many points in the title race. And um, suddenly Gnabry looks like an absolute firecracker uh, as a young winger who's scoring for Germany and Bayern like great goals. So, I don't know. I feel like obviously with, I think Sari basically confirmed, no, he's not going in the summer, even if that means running down his contracts because we'd rather make a hundred million for Hazard and still have a, a talented winger to, to run down 12 months, or, you know, rather than making 30 million for hudson Adoy and running down Hazard for 12 months. Do you know what I mean? So that was like the lesser of two evils financially, and it will keep the fans happy as well, saying, look, we tried everything we can. He's going. Don't gangry us anymore. We did try. So I feel like, well, obviously, and plus also, Bayern did make a comment, but I feel like it's highly unlikely that they'll buy him with an injury. Um because they'll have to buy him when he's before he's re- re- rehabilitated. So, mm. you know, that's, that's a really important thing. Um, all right, let's talk about the coach, Louis. Um, if he doesn't get top four, just yes, no answer for this, mate. If he doesn't get top four, will he get sacked? No. Oh, really? Fucking hell, I didn't expect that. Um, because who, who's out there? Yeah. Well, it's too that's... early It's too early for Frank. Um, yeah. And I've always, I've always said to the listener that I wouldn't want him to join until we've got the structure in, which we'll move on to shortly. But um, so yeah, you think? I mean, okay, what what do you want if if we get top four? Say we win the Europa League, are you happy for him to stay and develop his project? Yeah, I think that's what we wanted at the beginning of the season. If we win the Europa League, get top four, happy what days. Is- that's League Cup, League Cup, League Cup final, lost on penalties to the best team in yeah. the land. Yeah, which I mean, on the balance of playing that game, we we really could and should have won that game mm-hmm. towards the back end of it. Yeah. Um, look, he's, he he can develop his project. I think if someone else was out there who's better fit for Chelsea, um, well, there's, is, there's talk of a would... talk of Allegri um, maybe being available. <sighs> But I do. I, I really would. He's a bit of a pragmatist. You know, it's funny. There's talk. There's rumours of Allegri leaving and then wanting to get Conte back. Um, and then there's obviously the Napoli fans. They've all been calling to get Sari back, isn't it? Like, it's funny. Like all the Sari mm-hmm. out people, they were like talk about how oh Ancelotti was one of the greatest ever managers. And you know we'd love to have him now, but if you look, the Sari, the Napoli fans are like gagging for Ancelotti to go and them to get Sari back. So it's yeah. a little bit of like looking, you know. Napoli fans are a bit like Liverpool and Tottenham fans combined. And to be honest, so I wouldn't really take their word for it. <laughs> that's, that's, it's brutal, but I'm being honest. They've not won a league title in years. Um, if they want to bang on about beautiful football, listen. My, my, uh, back 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 in Tunbridge Wells, where I'm from, there's a little coffee shop I always go to, and it's um it's run by a load of Napoli fans, mm. uh, and we always like to have they always like to have little digs because mm. my dad weren't always the biggest fans of Sari. Mm. Uh, 
sorry out but there's times I, I you know i'm like if i have something to say i will say it yeah uh, and it'd be like oh, what do you think about him now like isn't he great look at all this stuff playing amazing football blah 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 i'm like yeah but the, the main aim of football is to win the game and these are games which we're not winning which we should be winning or we're drawing or you know it's not been as as, as clear-cut as it could be yeah there's a lot of context for sorry required isn't there yeah exactly and i think it's kind of a case of i was um I, I love them to bits but there's times where they, they're sitting there and they they just want to see pretty football i i'm a results driven guy well you're a chelsea a fan is, mate do you know what i mean like yeah. chelsea, chelsea fans we, we've we've relished winning uh, whichever way we can if it's scoring goals or being dirty or it's just team spirit and fight that's what we like you know we yeah. like we like being the team that nobody likes but we have fortress mentality and you know we'll do it mm. dirty we'll do it clean we'll just do it but at the same time everyone enjoys good football if it's happening and it's working then you fucking love it right yeah i mean if obviously i mean if it's it'd be nice to win the game playing lovely football but like I said, honestly, it's not just a case of me being a Chelsea fan. I generally couldn't care less. Mm. Like, if it comes up someone's ass and we win the game 1-0, yeah. we've won the game. Well, that's, 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 for me, that's, what, that's what I want. I think the argument to be made now, Louis, and what people might realise more and more over the next sort of 18 months, two years, is that it kind of has to be beautiful football now to compete in this league as well. You know, this sort of counter-attacking, dogged style, pragmatic football's time is sort of temporarily set. You, know, you could be the most... You could be prime Atletico Madrid... Um, Leicester City 2016 counter attack, and you wouldn't win the Premier League now. Um, you know, I, so I mean, I'm not sure. I th- look, I think to be honest, Jurgen Klopp's football isn't the most beautiful. It's that's very a good point. Not always, not always. Uh, City, obviously, uh, you know, it's a finely tuned system. Look, you can. There's there's many different ways to play football, and I remember me and you had. A, I, I put a tweet out about this a few weeks back, a few days back. I remember you talking to me about it and sort of saying like burn when people talk about burnley mm. i mean burn, let's just burnley aren't going to win the premier league they're not no but glad we got that out of the they way get, <laughs> they, they get they, they get their points on the board yeah to do what they need to do mm. they've got those points against manchester city they've got those points against liverpool at some point over, over the past few years mm. Wolves. burnley beat us at home another last season. team yeah burnley beat us at home last season yeah. wolves They've beaten the top six or drawn. They, I think Spurs are the only team to have beaten them at their place. Mm. But they've beaten every single per, 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 team in the top six or drawn. They yeah, are, they, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. And they're not uh, an aggressive, beautiful style of playing uh, football. Um, football no. style. Free, so, they play 3-5-2 and literally leave the two, the Yota and exactly. Jimenez up. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it, there's so many different ways to play football. It's just a case of can you use that system over 38 games and can you go out there and do it? Mm. The answer is yes for Manchester City, but Manchester City aren't just playing beautiful football. They get the results sometimes. Oh, mate. They can be... uh, The the shithousery of Manchester City is overlooked and I don't mean that in a negative way. I actually commend it because they they can play the amazing football, but they came out all that stuff in the media about how they foul people high up the pitch early on. Um, and then they don't get booked for carded, and because of there's the psychological thing for the refs of where they're doing it, so the refs don't think it's that bad because it's in their final, it's in the final third, respective to them, sort of thing. So yeah, you know, Fernandinho, Walker, the company, they can all do proper shit mate. And Ottomendo, yeah, well, this, this is it. 
Yeah, I mean, this this is it. And it's a case of, look, City are not a two-dimensional team. They have a three-dimensional style because they are so different. Mm. That That's why they're, they're closer to winning the Premier League than Liverpool. That's why they're looking to do it two years on the bounce, be the first team to do it since United. Mm. It's, 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 it's seriously amazing to watch this City team and how that club is run because of everything they can do. Top to bottom, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not just beautiful football. And I think, look, look, if it takes us further, fantastic. For me, if you're just trying to change a better, the style so it looks better and the entertainment value goes up for a fan, because obviously there's always this ongoing debate of when you pay for a football ticket, do you pay for entertainment mm. uh, or do you pay for um, you know, going to watch your team or whatever? It's, it's like the emotional heartstrings being pulled on fans and all that yeah, type of thing. Yeah, there's all sorts in there. I I just care about the result. That's that's the end game for me. Yeah, fair enough. And that's probably everyone. The majority of people would agree with you. I feel like, for me, the worrying thing is I do like his football. I do like his outlook, even though he does himself no favours. I feel like he could progress this football, make it very, very good, um, mm. and finally tune with better players. But you can't win the Premier League if the if it's that you know your way or the highway. You just can't. Uh, you know, like no. you know, no matter how good he plays his football, if it's some games he doesn't change a little bit, you can be in a title race. But I don't think you'll do it. I just don't mm. think you'll do it. It's I mean, I'd like to be yeah. proven wrong. I'd like to the form from the beginning of the season, the eighteen games, the goals before. You know, it, it can't be as simple as suddenly all the teams sitting on Jorginho on game week X. You know, it can't mm. be that simple. I know the Everton game from there on it looked like it, but I feel like it's a player confidence thing. It's a collective thing. I feel like we can be very good under him. but And you're right, there's no one else out there, so I'd probably say stick with him as well, to be honest. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. Look, look, he can make it look great, and but you can't do it your way of the highway. Mm. It's what lost in the City our title. That's mm. the reason it's not in Naples. Yeah, good good point, man. He, yeah, another Spursy Liverpool thing, getting 91 points and not winning the title. Not quite Liverpool, 97 points and not winning the title, but up there. Um... Just we're going a bit over Louis. So Petr Cech linked, 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 linked with um, a return to the club. I, I spoke to Joe Tweedy about this. He was speaking about former players. He said Balak or Czech, and I said I'd love Czech to come back personally because of the character, the experience. He's actually still playing the game now, so he's mm. integrated in the game right now and looking at young, good players around him. If he comes back to be technical director or something, hugely positive move for the club. Would you agree? A hundred and ten percent. That could only that, that could only be good for Chelsea, top to bottom, to media, to internal, to fucking everywhere. Yeah, right? it it could be. It's 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 a step in the right direction in terms of fixing the structure. Mm. If you if you could get if you could get Peter Check in right, and we're talking about a technical director. Mm. If you had him come in, and then they, then Lampard was to come in, maybe not everything was in place, but Lampard and Check are players with a probably other than John Terry and Dropper, mm. the most influence over Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, mate, mate. Imagine. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, mate. But imagine. You know, Solskjaer's got Phelan and Carrick. Imagine yeah. Lampard with. Terry. Uh, and oh no, no, I was gonna say Terry and Morris, and then Czech would be the like the technical director guy. So it's the holy trinity of Lampard, like a very intelligent brain developed football manager he's got Zola who's like a very technical player as well who like works with the players on uh, as an mm. assistant coach um really sweet man good in press conferences and then you've got half-time team talk Terry oh. <laughs> know, that was a sentence um and then you've got you know big intelligent Petr Cech 
running tings up in the desk and getting the right players in. I mean, that would be a dream come true, right? Still wearing his skull cap while he does it, I reckon. Can you imagine skull that? Skull cap. It's, it's not skull cap. What am I talking oh, about? I was going to say, rugby. yeah, you're not giving it's... the Chelsea anti-Semitic thing any, <laughs> doing any favours here. No, it's, it's the... No, they all, they're called... It's, it's Muzzle tough. Skull tap. Muzzle... That's what, fucking, that's what <laughs> oh, Jewish people are. Right? Muzzle tough. Um... <laughs> I signed this player, Muzzle tough. Smashes, <laughs> smashes a glass. Um... <laughs> Um, you know yeah, what? I've the, just googled skullcap and it's like a beanie, so I don't know what the hell. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, you know, what, what's it? What do Jewish guys wear then? No, they, I think no, they are called skullcaps, but I think the rugby hats are called skullcaps as well. Yeah, well, I, I'm looking at beanies, no. mate. Well, I mean, look, look let's oh, be well, honest. Oh, they, they're called y- yamalk, yamalk. Yeah, uh, yep, yep, yep. Oh my god, I'm yamalk. just. I'm going to call it what Jim from Friday Night Dinner calls him because he can't say it. Yeah, they're called yamakas. Yamakas, yamakas. yamakas yeah. Well, oh, it's it, funny because. We had Tottenham TV lads. They used to edit in my flat because when we were, we were playing, they were playing at Wembley. Yeah. And one day came back from a game and they left a skull cap, um, a yamaka in my fridge. Right. Which was very Silly. interesting. Well, before we're talking about headgear, this is a Chelsea podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forcibly rein this back into to footbally related comments. Um, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Louis is from a YouTube channel brand platform. Something called a hundred percent Chelsea. Um, check them out on YouTube. Uh, and re- recently, me, me and Louis have decided to do a. Well, he's kindly brought me in to do a partnership, uh, a show, a segment on a hundred percent Chelsea that we're sort of playing with the name at the moment, but we've currently coined it called Number Crunch, where um, uh, I I basically do a sort of. Or tactical and statistical videos um, about games or analysis of whether it be a preview or a review of a game. I previewed the Man United game and I pro- I got a lot of stuff right from that preview. Would you Would you agree with that, Louis? I was literally after every time someone went wrong, I was like, "Yeah, Yannick said this would happen." Or when when United was sat in a block, I was like, "Yeah, Yannick said this would happen." So they, the vast majority, you got it on point, mate. I'm not gonna mate, lie. I'm the mystic Meg of football, though that would definitely be before your time. I think. Um, Mystic Make, no, I don't remember Mystic Make. Oh, good, thank goodness for that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I've done. Um, I keep an eye out because I've done a Watford preview for for Louis to to have a look at and upload. Um, it's uh, it's my my. I've talked about my YouTube channel before. It's called Yan the Statman. So it's um, essentially Yan the Statman for 100% Chelsea. Um, do you want to plug to the listener exactly where they can find 100% Chelsea and, and anything else you want to put in, mate? I can indeed. So obviously, if you want to see Jan's stat preview, uh, obviously make sure you head across to 100% Chelsea on YouTube. Literally type it into the search bar. It's like one of the first things that comes up if you type in 100%. Mm. Um, so yeah, the Jan's video will be up uh, Friday morning at 7 uh, a.m. So for those of you that are commuting, you can uh, see a mixture of Jan and memes uh, as, they, mm. as he talks about the yeah, game, yeah. The, the, the United, uh, the man. When you sent me that, it's go back and watch the United preview as well. Even though you've seen the game, because um, there might be testament to how I got some things right. But Louis did some. I did a bit of editing, but Louis put his true YouTube um, skill editing over it, and the, the memes in between. I was howling, man. It was. Um, uh, I, kept, I just kept fucking laughing. It was brilliant. I'm looking forward to putting 
them in this one as well. It's literally my favorite one was Borat. Yeah, because I wasn't sure because great success. We were it together. <laughs> yeah, it was literally. I was looking at Scott was sat next to me. I was like, "There's a meme here. I just don't know what to, I don't know what to do with it." Yeah. and Scott just went, "Yeah, put Borat in. That'll work." <laughs> and we put it in. My favorite, my favorite one though was the Peep Show one. That was the favorite one. Yeah, um, that was that was that was meme level up to ten, wasn't it? Oh, so happy with that one. But I, I think it's kind of, it's a case of if you want to, yeah, if you want to find us. That's my favorite phrase. I mean, it's a case of. Yeah. Um, if you want to find us, you head across to YouTube. You can see us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. If you just a hundred percent Chelsea, we're all there. Mm. Uh, and then, as well as that, obviously, if you want to follow me uh, and have a chat with me, I'm uh, Louis underscore Beneventi on Twitter, uh, and I, I like to tweet. Yeah, it's good. He's, he's, he's good. He's good value on Twitter at Louis underscore Beneventi. Cool, man. Thanks for joining me, Louis. It's been you fun. Me, yeah, um, and uh, I probably will. So a couple of games left, but I'll def- I've got a couple more guests, but definitely get you on next season uh, a few times, mate. Definitely, man. I'm excited to do so. Right, mate. Up the chills. Awesome. Up the chills, mate. Who knows what lies beyond Chelsea fans for our great club. Big thanks to Louis for coming on again. I really enjoyed the episode and I really hope you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, again, sorry it was a day late. But, um, you know, hopefully things go better for us, Champions League football next season, and hopefully hudson Adoy stays. You know, the usual themes, guys. Um, please give me a good rating on iTunes if you haven't. That would mean a lot. Write a nice little review. That would make me feel good. Um, yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Check out my new feature on 100% Chelsea, uh, my Jan the Statman feature. It's good fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me. Up the Chels, keep the blue flag flying so high, carefree, wherever you may be. There you sitting in the bath listening to me. I'll see you later.